Welcome to this edition of the Gateway Podcast. Thanks for connecting with us. To discover more about our faith community, feel free to visit our website, gatewaychurch.org.nz. May this message be an encouragement to you. As we begin, I'd like to talk about why baptism is important and what we are doing here today. Missionary Nick Ripkin has written a moving account of Christians in Muslim lands, drawing mainly from his own personal experiences and contacts in Somalia and the wider continent of Africa. And I quote, Nick says these words, the definitive act that sets apart Christians from Muslims and that invites persecution, he explains, is baptism. Ripkin writes, within Islamic settings, Muslims equate baptism with salvation. Seekers from Islam investigating a relationship with Jesus Christ can explain away many of their activities. If they discovered reading the Bible, they can claim that they are studying in order to debate Christians more intelligently. If they are seen sneaking into a church building, they can excuse such behavior in the same way. If seen talking to a pastor or some Western Christian, seekers can suggest that they were simply observed witnessing and lifting up the attributes of Islam. But they can't explain away baptism. Ripkin says, there is no acceptable excuse. Muslims believe that at baptism, a person no longer belongs to Islam, but to Christianity. They have left one community and they have joined another. The local community says that when converts are baptized, they have left Muhammad and they have joined with Jesus. At baptism, identification with Jesus is real is irrevocable and forever. So today, some may ask, why on earth would these 11 people in a first world country, why would they go into this pool, be fully immersed, completely soaked, and be lifted up out of the water? The reason that they want to get baptized today is the same reason many of those converts in Africa and many of us here today have been baptized. They are Christians and They have come to know that Jesus Christ died for them. They have been convinced that he died on the cross. Jesus dealt with the thing that separates us from him, our sin. We are not talking about a religious rite or ritual, nor are we talking about a church tradition, but here that his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, was shed for them, and they have experienced forgiveness, they have experienced a new life, and they have experienced the, know, the thrill and knowledge of starting their journey with God. Some here today are young, but when you talk with them and hear them speak, they are convinced of their faith, a childlike faith in its truest form. One writer puts it enthusiastically, and I can, can't attribute it to anybody, but I came across this quote when he says, so don't have small thoughts as we think about baptism, have large thoughts, great thoughts about a great reality. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, crucified to bear the sins of millions and raised to give them everlasting life in the new heavens and the new earth. Three very simple thoughts that I want to leave with us all today. Number one, baptism, as we have heard, clearly identifies us with Christ. One of the most famous churches in the New Testament had made the mistake 
of identifying their baptism with the person who baptized them. Or at least, this is what Paul's rhetorical question overturns in 1 Corinthians 1 when he says, were you baptized in the name of Paul? Absolutely not. Baptism doesn't connect us to the individual who immerses us. It identifies with the king represented by that person. As Jesus taught in Matthew 18 verses, and verse 19, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism identifies us with Christ. In this way, baptism is the way Jesus gave his disciples to publicly identify with him as we heard in our missionary report. Jesus could have said to them to do a number of things. He could have said, build an ark, or call everybody back to Israel, or stop cutting your hair. And in the Old Testament, they were commanded to do some of those things. However, in the New Testament, it is baptism that is the sign, is the evidence of the step of obedience of every follower. Nick writes again, says of Muslims who convert to Christianity, who have a particular craving for baptism, we can all agree that for them, baptism means that identification with Jesus is real, irrevocable, and forever, and sometimes costs them their life. Baptism is what marks out Christians and divides them from the world. <coughs> Secondly, baptism identifies us with the wider, worldwide body of Christ. It gives us a real sense of being joined with other believers in this communal journey towards the goal of being God's people here on earth. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, including those who have gone before and those who are yet to come. That we are called to be part of a community that is both local and worldwide means that we need each other, that we are on the same side, his church, his people. Not for discussion today, but I'm not sure I am really not sure when it is said by some, I love Jesus and his teachings, but I don't want the church, that that is even possible scripturally or is an option that is even open to us. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, one of the biggest and most well-known scholars of the last century, says we must re-grasp, we must re-imagine the whole idea of church and what it means to be members of the church into being members of the whole body of Christ. And this is the biggest honor which can come a man's way in this world. Being part of the body of Christ is the biggest honor that can come a man's way in this world. This identification starts locally and works itself across the world. If such words can be uttered, but if anything good has come out of the hellishness and evil that is happening in Ukraine today is that there has been a wake-up call to many believers, yes, I believe especially here in New Zealand, that we have brothers and sisters in Christ in that country who are fighting for their lives, who are fighting for their nation, who are fighting for their very existence, for their way of life and their freedom to meet and have worship in the face of an enemy who wishes to crush them. We cannot ignore what is going on and it should be a constant reminder to us that regrettably every day in parts of the worldwide body Christians are paying the price for following Jesus Christ. More Christians are being persecuted today than ever in the history of Christianity. 
in the right way, they are us. And baptism identifies us with the wider body of God. (laughs) Thirdly, and Nick and I hadn't compared notes. Nick and I hadn't had a conversation before. Thirdly, baptism serves as a reminder. It serves as a reminder to us that are here today who have already been baptized that there was a time when we we too drew a line in the sand and declared that our lives belonged to Jesus. It reminds us today that there was a time when we were happy for the world to know that we were followers of Christ. And it further reminds us that there was a time that we wanted his passion to be our passion, his will to be our will, for his kingdom to come and his will to be done was our priority. Maybe we need, or some of us need to hear that again and be reminded of that. Don and I, when we talk, we often talk about this, but when we do weddings, we like the traditional vows or variation on the traditional vows because they have survived the test of time and they are really good. But one of the main reasons that we like the declarations of of more traditional vows is because for every single person who is at that wedding, they are probably, not everyone, but they are probably hearing something similar to what they heard when they got married themselves. And it reminds them of a vow, of a commitment that they may have made 20, 30 years ago. And if that marriage is not what it should be, if that marriage is on the brink of falling or failing or breaking, or there is a, or there is a threat to it, that they are reminded once again of the commitment that they made to a partner in that very solemn and wonderful service. And today is a little bit like that. It is a reminder to us all that his love was made available to us and he drew us and he called us to himself. And I gently ask us, do we need to be reminded of the position he wishes to hold in our life? And to quote that great hymn, he demands our soul, our life, our all. So as we come to the baptism, let me close by saying two things. If you're here this morning, and you are a Christian, and you are yet to be baptized, may I encourage you to go away and give it some serious thought. Baptism is a simple but profound act of obedience that you will carry with you for the rest of your life, and we're planning to have one later on this year, maybe in the spring. And secondly, if you have never embraced or really thought about the reality of what baptism represents, a living relationship with Jesus Christ, can I encourage you today to really consider starting your journey with him, and we would like to help you discover more of what this wonder is all about. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about our faith community, feel free to visit our website, gatewaychurch.org.nz.